0: Hey guys, welcome to Relatable. Today I'm going to be sitting down with Phil Robertson of Duck Dynasty. We're going to be talking about his new book and faith and parenting and all the stuff going on in the country right now and why the word of God is more important for us to stand on than ever, or at least as it's ever been. Now we are going to talk to my new friend, Phil Robertson. Phil, thank you so much for joining me.
1: Hey, no problem.
0: I'm really excited to learn more about your book. I've already read the press release and stuff, and it looks like something that not only I want to read, but also my audience wants to read, because you talk about the denigrating and the stealing of the American soul. So can you expound on that a little bit?
1: You read texts in the Bible and... They are numerous. They're 2,000-year-old writings. Yeah. 2,000 years ago. You're like, low, low-tech world. But but big empires were there, Roman Empire. They ruled the world. Right. Gigantic, you know, works of art, stadium. If you've ever seen it, you, I've seen it. You're like, and writings like this. And this is what spurred me to write the book. Since they did not think it worthwhile. He's writing to the Roman Empire, the Romans. Since they did not think it worthwhile to retain the knowledge of God. I mean, get every vestige of God out of your psyche. He gave them over to a depraved mind to do what ought not to be done. Mm -hmm. You say, well, what is it that they do? Here's the list. They've become no knowledge of God. They've become filled with every kind, filled with every kind of wickedness, evil, greed, and depravity. They're full of envy. Listen to this, murder. You're like, murder? Murder, envy, strife. Deceit, malice, their gossips, slanderers, God-haters, insolent, arrogant, boastful. You say, it sounds like the internet, <laughs> which I've never clicked onto. ever. I don't wow. have a cell phone. I don't see it. I don't hear it. I'm oblivious to it. And he ends that section up by saying they disobey their parents. And here's four words that describe... Paul's writings to the Romans. So it will be up to us to read these writings and say, I wonder if that's still pertinent today. Right. They are the ones who say there is no God. They are uh, senseless. What's a human being like if they're characterized by being senseless? They're faithless no God they're heartless they will slaughter their gifts from God their own children they will slaughter them you're like what what are you doing Mm -hmm. and they're ruthless heartless and ruthless I read those texts and I'm like whoa be terrible times in the last days, people be lovers of money, lovers of themselves, mm-hmm. not lovers of good, lovers of pleasure. And you just start down the list, you know, and you mm-hmm. say their feet are swift to shed blood. So I said, you know, Jesus said in John eight, the devil is the father, the father of lies, lies, and the father of murder. So John the Apostle and some of them would come along 5,000 years from the first recorded murder that I know of, when Cain killed his brother Abel in the field. Here's the exact read. This is the message we've heard from the beginning, and here's what I'm trying to do. We should love one another Don't be like Cain. He goes back 5,000 years. Think about all the people that have been killed in the 5,000. You know, read the Old Testament. You say, whew. He goes back to the first murder. Don't be like Cain, who belonged to the evil one. There wasn't but four people on the earth. Right. Adam, (laughs) Eve, Cain. You're like, and they couldn't even get along.
0: Right. They couldn't even get along. Don't be
1: like Cain, who belonged to the evil one and murdered his brother. Why did he murder him? Because his own actions were evil and his brothers were righteous. Just start there and you say, my goodness, at the murders Mm and the human race. So my task is to get people to understand when they say, but if God would just say something to me, then I would know he's there. If he would just talk to me, I'm like... What do you want him to do, write you a letter? He's written you 66 letters explaining who he is. And I have a book, having never used a cell phone, but I have a thick book that's full of text messages.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Right, literally. And it starts out
1: by saying, God says, I made it. Love me and love each other. Mm-hmm. How hard could it be just to get up in the morning? I haven't sinned today. Right. I got up this morning over here at some hotel in Dallas, Texas. I'm talking to you. You say, Phil, has there been any uh, filthy language coming out of anybody's mouth? Right. No. No. You say, evil thoughts? No. You're like, uh, so there's been no fits of rage? None. Has there been any hatred? No. Uh I'm on planet Earth. I got up this morning. You say you have trained yourself with the scriptures to just get up and be good for crying out loud. Yeah. Elizabeth. How hard could it be? I mean, really?
0: I think for a lot of people, my generation especially, they do think that it's hard because the most important thing that we're told, and you might not have seen this since it's mostly propagated on social media, the most important thing we're told is to feel good about ourselves and to just be ourselves and to do what's convenient. And you quoted that passage from Romans um, that talked about how people are going to be when they give up God. And you also talked about they're gonna be lovers of self. Well, the big thing today, I don't know You've heard the term self-love, but self-love is the big trend, even among so-called Christians, is that all you have to do is love yourself. Then you're going to be confident and happy. But scripture has a lot to say about self-love and how that's really not what we're called to. It's self-denial, which I think is a lot of why we're experiencing what you're talking about.
1: Yeah. You got to remember, you say, so let me get this right. The prediction is made in Genesis chapter 3, yeah. verse 15. Way back, someone from a woman, the seed of a woman will crush Satan. You say, "What? What does it mean?" So from Genesis all the way through Malachi, the whole Old Testament, Jesus is coming starting in Genesis 3. He's mm-hmm. coming where He would be born, what they would call Him, what He would say, what He would do, prophecy after prophecy after prophecy for 5,000 years. Mm-hmm. You're like, so finally, Jesus is coming, and Matthew, Mark, Luke, and John, there's a big change. Yay, Jesus is here. The one we've been talking about for 5,000 years, Jesus is here. Well, everyone can look at Him and say, what did He say? What did he do? Why was he here? He said, I've come down to remove every mistake you've ever made. I've come down to set you free from Satan, set you free from sin. You do have sins, don't you? Well, yeah, I've made some mistakes. He he took them all away. Set you free from the guilt of it all cleanse your guilty conscience. You're like, that would be a big one. Oh, sets you free from a law of works, having to be perfect and try to never make a system of law where there was no provision for sin. There was no provision. So they kill the animals and the bulls and the goats. You say, but it never took away their sin. Mm -hmm. It just reminded them they were guilty as charged. Jesus comes Perfect God, mistake-free, allows them to kill him. That's why he came in flesh. He let them get their hands on him. He never makes a mistake. Alibeth, look what they did to him. They brutalized him, but he's God in a human body, and only he was big enough to be the big enough sacrifice to get us out of him under a under our works, mm-hmm. save us sin, guilt, the say you like... And finally delivered us by his resurrection from the grave. Mm -hmm. Now we're talking immortality is is on the table. Freedom from sin, immortality. And all we have to do is embrace that, repent, turn, and get up in the morning, love God, and love each other. I'm just saying... It's, it's all not been, that complicated,
0: it's, <laughs> yeah. it's
1: not theological, it's not pie in the sky. You're like, what a story. I'm 72. You say, so Phil, when you ask people, do you have a better story, really? Life, peace of mind, no guilt, sins are removed. Oh, man, peace of mind on planet earth. And you know, you're going to be raised from the dead. That's not the end of you. You'll live on. God says, it's impossible for me to lie. And since there's no bigger one to swear by than me, I'm going to swear by myself. I will deliver you from your sin and I will give you eternal life. It's impossible for me to lie. I'm telling you, I'm going to do that. Mm -hmm. And he said, keep that as an anchor for your soul because you have hope. Mm-hmm. Hope is an anchor for our soul. So I'm looking at the world. I love them, even the ones that curse me and all that. I don't hold it against them, not mm-hmm. at all.
0: Yeah, um, the vitriol that's
1: directed toward me from time to time. you know, I, I never hear it. I never read tweets, and I, I'm yeah. on the internet. Yeah, but I hear that some are cursing me in bad manner. But it doesn't bother me in the least. Think about it. Look what they did to my Lord.
0: Mm -hmm.
1: And he never made a mistake. I'm a sinful man saved by the grace of God. You're like, you're going to make some mistakes. Yeah. Yeah. By the way, after he was raised from the dead, he spent 40 days to show him. He was convince him he's alive. Thomas didn't believe it. He said, what about it? Look at these marks. Thomas falls down in front of him and says, my Lord and my God. It's a. was a wonderful thing for Thomas to realize, good night, I'm here, I watched him, I just didn't think he could beat death. Mm -hmm. So he beat death for all of us. He goes back to where he came from. The Bible says he's there 24-7 interceding for us because when we make mistakes and we're walking in the light and we're loving our neighbor and we're loving God, we still are weak. So when we make a mistake, he's there 24-7 to not count them, not count our mistakes against us. That's what grace is all about. You're like, that is a good deal. Mm-hmm. Oh, it's the best deal we're ever going to find mm-hmm. while we're on planet Earth. So I'm sitting here basking in the grace of God, saying, Yeah, a little yeah. Cursing, a little take a few curses from time to time, but literally it does not bother me. Yeah. In other words, your love for your neighbor, it can't be contingent upon how they feel about you, Mm -hmm. because you'll end up. So when they curse me, I'm like, my love's not contingent on whether you love me or not. Yeah. I love you anyway. I don't want you cursing me. Because that's what
0: Christ did for us. While we were yet sinners, Christ died for us.
1: So we need to get out and about. Not so much. We shouldn't be known for people who go to church. Hmm because it's a couple of hour meeting in a structure that a big wind blew away.
0: Mm-hmm. You
1: say we, God's people, the body of Christ, we are the church. So the, Paul to the Romans, he said, look, in view of God's mercy, his death for us, his burial, resurrection, in view of that, offer your bodies as living sacrifices, holy and pleasing to God. It's not Sunday today. You and I are not in church. We're two members of the church worshiping God with an audience listening in.
0: Mm -hmm.
1: Well, they just heard and I made sure they did. You said you made sure they heard the gospel of Jesus before you're gonna leave here today. Mm -hmm. Uh, Yeah, it's my job. I'm a proclaimer. Mm -hmm. Check it out, see if it's true or false. It's a story. You got one that'll top it. What? Come on, out with it. Mm-hmm. What you got? We've got removal of sin, delivered from Satan, delivered from guilt, delivered from a law of works, and resurrection from from the grave. For what crying else out, you want? you're like, <laughs> I mean, while you're on earth, what? Yeah. I've never heard of a story like that ever. Yeah. Have you?
0: No. Nothing like it.
1: We're counting time by him. It's 2019 years since Jesus showed up over here. (laughs) Well, what were all the years before Jesus got here? The rednecks would say, I'm like, they're called all the years before Jesus got here.
0: Right. (laughs) Exactly. Everything centers on him.
1: One individual, whoever walked on planet earth, Jesus Christ, and he's the one our calendar's based on. Yeah. That lets me know something. He was here. Right. He was here, no doubt.
0: It's not just a myth. So tell me about how you have raised four sons, lots of grandkids and great grandkids and how you have passed down this legacy of faith to them since I am about to be a mom in June.
1: Yeah. The Lord has blessed you with the gift of life. Yes. You know, I never mentioned, you know, I didn't know you were pregnant and I know that because one time I walked up to the one of the sisters. I said, well, good night, girl. I didn't know you were pregnant. And she said, I'm not. Oh, no. And I'm like, and Kay calls me out. My woman (laughs) outside, She said, you idiot. Don't ever tell a woman. Okay. So you learned your lesson. I know a girl who just picked up a few pounds. (laughs) So I wasn't going to say anything. You know, I'm just going to say, yeah, I better keep my mouth shut. (laughs) So you say, how do you do it? Look, all scripture is God breathed. It's useful. For teaching, for rebuking, strong reprimand, for correcting, that's not quite the path you want to take, son. Let me explain something to you. And for training in righteousness, so that the man of God will be thoroughly equipped for every good work. One of my sons, I'll give you his name in a minute, he came to me one time, and he said, Dad, he said, what are STDs? What is that? I'm looking at him. I said, come over and sit down, son. Let me explain to you what STDs are. So I gave him a speech on the ravages of STDs. By the way, uh, in America, there are 110 million Americans wow. who are suffering from a sexually transmitted disease at any well, given time I didn't know that CDC Center for Disease Control read mm-hmm. it. when I read it I like to fell off the chair I said right my goodness one out of three yeah and some of these things are debilitating some of them death is involved in it. So you're like but but none of them are any good. So he comes and wants to find out about it. I gave him a speech, and I was using terminology uh, in the redneck world. We just spelled it out. There's microbes out there, son, running around, and they follow that kind of behavior. People who sleep around with this one and that one. And that. I said, there's microbes running around that will eat your genitals off your body. Well, he tells the story now. And he said, my dad gave me the speech on STDs one time. He said, y'all have to remember I wasn't but eight. <laughs> oh, wow. So he was so, probably scared so to death. He's eight. But he said, to let everyone know in this audience tonight, he he gives this story. He said, when I started dating my girlfriend, Missy, she was one of the sisters up there at church, got the girl. He said, when we dated, he said, I waited until we married before there was any sex involved. He said, you know why? I never forgot that speech.
0: Yeah. He might have been eight, but he remembered it.
1: <laughs> they, he remembered it. Yeah. So he said, I remain pure till i married and I've kept my sex right there. He said, yeah. but my dad gave me a speech one time. So a lot of what people would say, well, you're too harsh. You shouldn't tell. Mm-hmm. I just told him the truth.
0: It worked. It was effective. It, it
1: worked very effective. So I had four sons. So none of the other three ever came and told me that. So we all sin in many ways, but you say, yeah. but there was one who got it. But, you know, that's the reason Jesus died for us to remove our sin. I used to be immoral, get drunk, get high, I mean, until I was 28. Mm. But I repented and turned to God. And now if someone had told me one day you'll be running around, calling about jesus i would have thought are you crazy yeah no one would have ever including me (laughs) would have ever believed that
0: yeah any other uh final parenting advice anything specifically for girls i heard uh from a good source that you don't you don't agree with girls wearing makeup
1: with girls wearing makeup you don't
0: you don't agree with girls wearing makeup or is that not true not true not true you're fine with it not true
1: I just don't, I don't personally go into the hair and makeup room. Yes. Because I tell them I'm 72, it's too late. (laughs) Forget all that. Yeah. So I'm not worried about that kind of stuff at all. See what I'm saying?
0: Yeah. It's not your realm. No. Okay. Any other final words of wisdom for us? This was no, so great. Thank I you just, for clearly articulating the gospel. I know like you said, that's one. your job.
1: Yeah, they've heard the gospel. I'll just, I'll just end with this. This is a great text, and a lot of people get confused about this. Let no debt remain outstanding. Pay your debts. Let no debt remain outstanding except, except, this is a debt we owe as human beings. The continuing debt to love one another. Now watch this. For he who loves his fellow man has fulfilled the law. All the commands. Don't do this. Don't do that. Don't do this. Don't do this. You say, how do you deal with that? Just love your neighbor. It'll be okay. Watch. The commandment, do not commit adultery, do not murder do not steal do not covet and whatever other commandment there may be they're summed up in this one rule love your neighbor as yourself love does no harm to its neighbor you're like i can fulfill all those texts about don't do don't do don't. if I, if you love your neighbor you're not going to shoot him. You're not going to kill him. You're not going to hate him. You're not going to curse him. You love him. You say, love, it would solve the problem for all the things that we're told to do and not do. That's why the two greatest commands in the Bible are love God and love your neighbor. Alabeth? how hard could it be Mm. it's only difficult until you decide to do it you decide to do it you you get the training from god and you say you put it into practice all the time wherever you are in the duck blind you say there's no mischief going on there no at home at dinner time we're thanking god for the meal we're loving one another you say there's not chaos and you don't have to live like that it's a hard sale because the evil one as i wrote in the book is so powerful he lies and we buy into it and we we check the color of people's skin uh. From one man, Adam, God made every nation of men. He determined the time set for them, the exact places they should live. You say, we all came from one person, Adam and his wife Eve. That's where we all came from. I don't even know what color Adam was. have no idea. You're like, you say, there's just one race on planet Earth. It's the human race. It's the human race. Mm -hmm. All of us, worldwide. So when we look out at them, people saw all this this race thing. You're like, what is wrong with them? Our college professor said, you yeah, have the Negroid race, the Caucasian, the Mongol law. They got it, broke it all up into sections. And everybody is there. I'm like, come on. It's
0: not what the Bible says. No. It's really simple.
1: Human race.
0: Yep. Well, thank you so much for that message. It was great. Thanks for taking the hey. time. Hey.